Hey guys, Caitlin Cunningham here. I want to welcome you to another episode of KC's Conversations. Follow me and catch up on all the previous episodes at kacunningham.com. And be sure to check out my Instagram and Twitter. Both handles are k underscore Cunningham 32. I'd like to take a quick moment to say thank you to Play for their sponsorship of KC's Conversations. In today's episode, I am joined by Coach Katie Claprod. She is the Assistant Strength and Conditioning Coach at the University of Nebraska. In our conversation, Coach Katie discusses how competitiveness was instilled in her at a young age. She also shares that her love for strength and conditioning began with her PSPs as a child. Coach Katie explains the importance of leading through her actions. And don't miss what one of her mentors had her write an important paper about. You may want to even do it after listening to our conversation. So let's get ready to hear what Coach Katie has to say. Katie, welcome to Casey's Conversations. How are you? I'm doing great, Caitlin. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. Uh, setting things up, knocking them down, and uh, pretty awesome to keep meeting some fantastic women in our field and be able to tell their story. So I'm super grateful to have you join me today so that we can do the same with you. But let's start off with uh, you sharing what you're grateful for today. Yeah, and no, uh, I'm grateful, honestly, to have been asked to be on this podcast, especially uh, looking at all the names that you've had um, so far and kind of um, listening as you go through. But uh, again, thanks again for having me on. Um, I guess today, too, I, there's there's kind of a lot to be uh, grateful for. Um, I mean, first off, you know, my family uh, will go there and then my husband for power family and friends you know and then I think also it's veterans day so um all the men and women have served in the United States Armed Forces and then it's also a national signing day so I guess all those athletes that are going to be coming on board to all the different schools um there's a lot to be grateful for today yeah that's a that's a large list and I can definitely agree with a few of those signing day you know, uh, just the whole shebang, quite honestly. So, and our health, right? I mean, we're both at work. So obviously uh, COVID is keeping us distance. So Absolutely. We get to do what we love every day. <laughs> yes. All right. Let's jump in and uncover how you've gotten to where you are today at Nebraska and start with what were your experiences growing up in sport, um, you know, way back when? Yeah, so I guess the the way that I usually like to start it off is it started when I was really little. Um, my family had always been around it. So both my parents, my dad played football um, at uh, college and my mom did basketball and softball. So I guess it started there. But um, my brothers, uh, my older brother wrestled at the University of Iowa and then my younger brother wrestled at South Dakota State while I played at uh, University of North Dakota. So um, growing up in our family, kind of a funny story that I tell people, um, there was pull-up bars that my parents had put up on both of our uh, um, both of our room doors. And um, next to our toothbrush and toothpaste, we had this uh, laminated um, 
just this laminated sheet that talked about PSPs. And when I talk about PSPs, my parents had called them push-ups, sit-ups, and pull-ups. So every night before bed, <laughs> every night before bed, um, it was us as a family getting out there, doing our PSPs, knocking them out, um, then going to bed. So I think just being around the atmosphere, kind of growing up, that's where it all started, I guess. Um, my parents were always that competitive edge. I mean, it's my brothers were either, you know, we're all wrestling and they were beating the crap out of me. I was giving it back to them, things like that. So that's where it all started, you know. Um, then I guess moving on, I, I'm from Rapid City, South Dakota, Mount Rushmore State. So ever been there? Need to head up there. Um, but yeah, I was recruited out of high school to play soccer and basketball. Um, I decided to play basketball at the University of North Dakota. So I spent four years up there. Great experience, coaches, friends, everyone that I met. Um, and then I, uh, I got my master's up there as well, published my thesis. And that's where I kind of started working in the weight room right when I, right when I uh, finished my undergrad. So I worked with Nate Bockel. Um, he got me started, you know, every team that you can imagine I kind of had worked with. And then I, uh, I also interned at a uh, Exos facility up in Grand Forks, North Dakota. So that was run by Anthony Miranda, Jocelyn Lamaru, and then Monique Lamaru. Also, um, Daniel Rancourt is the RD up there. So I did an internship with them. That was my, I guess, first internship is with UND. And then I did Exos on, you know, so I was doing my master's, all of that at the same time. Um, and then I uh, got hired on at Exos. So I became a performance coach there. Again, doing all that, uh, got my master's. And then I, um, finished there and I uh I looked you know looked uh, out elsewhere to kind of get my um my name out there to do interviews things like that and that's when I um that's when I decided to come to Nebraska for an internship so I spent the 2018 summer up here in Nebraska you know and that was it was one of those things that uh you know Nebraska is a, you know with the pinnacle of strength and conditioning Boyd Epley the first ever strength coach like I need to go I need to see everything it's about I need to learn all these kind of things so you know I came out here and um I just all internships you know you 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 put in the work you compete all these kind of things I met and there's 15 strength coaches on staff so it was getting out and meeting and talking to every coach so you know I was talking to Boyd, Mike, I was talking to Brian, Stuart Hart, Tim Wilson, all those kind of things. Um, after the internship there I got a call from Dave Terry out at Georgetown um, up in DC so I uh, took that leap of faith, headed out to D.C. I lived with some of my family out, actually, um, Alexandria, uh, or excuse me, Fredericksburg, Virginia. I lived there, so I would commute every day into Georgetown. Um, so I was there. I worked with women's crew, tennis for men and, men and women, and then also field hockey. In the morning, I would be at Georgetown. And then in the afternoon, I would actually head out to Episcopal High School. Um, so I just doubled, I was a strength coach on both ends, you know, so those were, those are some awesome days, just getting to work with a whole variety of athletes. Um, I, I, uh, thank, uh, Dave Terry a lot, you know, just cause, uh, he, he pushed me kind of the boundaries of programming and things like that. But I got Mike Hill up there, you know, 
Christina, Orsino, Miguel, uh, all those kind of guys helped shave me out at uh, Georgetown. So I was there for about four months. Then I get a call um, for my internship director here at, at Nebraska. I get a call up there. It was around Thanksgiving time, and she 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 offers me um, the job at Nebraska to work with track and field and the spirit squad. Um, so then I am speaking with Boyd and things like that, and I uh, take the job right away. You know, it's just one or you know, it's one of those things that I wanted to come back to Nebraska. I wanted to come back home. So I took that job, uh, headed back down here. I worked with track and field for the first part when I came down in the spirit squad. And then uh, then the summer of soccer for about a year and a half, the summer right after track and field, I took over women's soccer. So I was working with women's soccer and the spirit squad. And, you know, that's, that's the teams that I've been with since. And, you know, it's just, it's one of those things that this is, you know, it was a great opportunity. And like, even, even I talk about today and all these things with the COVID going on and things like that, it takes kind of like a village, um, to support the team and things like that. So, I mean, we have our sports scientists, our dietitian, our sports psych, all of our coaches, our athletic trainer on staff, you know? Um, but yeah, you know, it's been, a it's been a wild ride, but you know, I'm, I'm loving where I'm at and I'm loving my athletes and, yeah, I mean, that's my story, I guess. That's where I've been. Yeah, that's fantastic, number one. Sounds like you have some pretty amazing people in your corner and who have helped you kind of get to where you are today. Your first introduction to, like, strength and conditioning or our field, you know, career or whatever, was growing up, like, doing push-ups, sit-ups, and pull-ups at home, just competing with everybody in your family. I think that's so fantastic. And if I ever have children, I'm stealing that, because that is, like, just epic. You gotta put it by the, put it by the toothbrush, toothpaste. I mean, it was laminated. I still use it with my athletes today. PSP is, you know, hop down, give me. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, uh, that's pretty so. Yeah, that's, Fantastic. And then I hope everybody listening, it was a very, very small little statement you made, but just show up and compete. And I think you learned that early on. You were doing your master's and going across, you know, the way to Exos and working there. And um, then you're out in DC working at a high school and doing your stuff. You know, it's, you're just everywhere that you can possibly be uh, to make this you know, the best opportunity that you possibly could for yourself. So I hope everybody listening uh, will show up and compete. And then obviously great things will happen for you or hopefully great things will happen for you. So, all right. You named off tons of people who I'm sure have had a large impact on who you are and the coach that you are. Could you offer a couple things or little nuggets that people have taught you along the way that have made you better and in turn make our listeners better? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that you kind of hit on it, um, like you were just saying as well. But I watched this video um, the other day, Coach Lawson at uh, Duke. She she talks about the difference between hard work and competitiveness and that a lot of people get those two confused. Um, so that I mean, if you haven't seen that video, that's just one being in this field, dealing with athletes and I do that, but uh, hearing that video, you know, um, I think that's the, one of the biggest things is like my, my family and my parents, 
you know, it wasn't forced upon us to compete. It was one of those things that, you know, you're going to get thrown out and you got to go, you got to compete for what you want. And I think, you know, parents and family, but all the coaches and like you said, everyone growing up that's uh, mentored me or been a friend have helped along the way and just kind of pushed you to be the person that you want to be, you know? Yeah. That video is, I listened to it and if I'm not mistaken and I'm hopefully I'm talking about the right one, but she talks about the young lady being put on the line and she says, if I give you a time, you're going to make the time. But if I put somebody else on the line with you, now all of a sudden you probably run it faster than you did before because you're now competing. And so there's obviously a difference between working hard to make the time, but also, you know, now you're competing with other people. So um, yeah. if you haven't seen it, yes, people need to go watch it because I was like, mind blown. I think I've seen it probably about 10 times now and I've just shared it along the way. I'm like, you got to see this video. <laughs> Showing everybody. Look, look, look. <laughs> awesome. Well, Again, goes back to the statement before, show up and compete and uh, good things can happen for you. You get knocked down, you're competing, you're probably going to get right back up. So uh, speaking of getting knocked down, could you give us a couple obstacles you've had to overcome during your career? And then what advice would you give to people experiencing it or, you know, younger strength coaches who will experience it later in their career? Yeah, I think also with, you know, internships, I mean, I, I had four or five, you know, before I kind of got the job that I wanted. So the, the hours for our internships, right, we're learning and growing and we're trying to get as much information as we can. So we're working from 530 in the morning till seven at night daily just to, you know, learn and get networking to the next step. So I think the biggest thing, um, you know, since I, I'm kind of, switch, you know, switch gears a little bit from the internship side of it, but is that balancing act? I think a lot of us in a lot of professions deal with, you know, um, that work-life balance, you know, uh, having, having both. But I think that I found just personally, you know, the more that I take care of myself, I train, I eat correctly, I sleep, I do what I'm telling my athletes, um, the more that they respect me and the more that I'm there for them, you know, I'm always bringing that energy. So I think that that would be the one of, one of the biggest things is to have that balance. Yeah. And lead by example, right? Cause if you're eating right, you're training, you're doing all these things that you're ultimately asking your student athletes to do, then it sets a great example for them to follow. And no, by no means are you perfect, because I don't think anybody in the world is, but it gives them a good reference point of, well, coach is doing this. So I think, you know, I can, I can also do it as well. And um, like you said, it's that balance of here's what I should be doing. Here's what I probably would make the choice to do, but all right, let's find somewhere kind of in the middle and lean towards uh, doing the right thing. So. Absolutely. Which also leads me to the question of my quote, live well to lead well, which is, you know, basically what you just explained. Can you give us some examples um, specifically of how you do this? Yeah, I think to um, kind of just, you know, like I said, being younger in the profession, um, I like to, like you said, lead by example or practice what you preach, the more that you can do that. And like you said, we're not perfect. It's not, we can't do that every single day, but the more that you're training and sleeping, eating right, you know, doing what you 
talk to your athletes about every day. It's going to be, you know, and, you know, we talk about like here on our team is a culture, uh, you know, it's a culture that we have. It's led by you guys. But if I can lead by example and put that out there, then that's going to be the best for them. Yep, absolutely. And like you said before, take care of yourself, because if you don't take care of yourself, then you can't lead well. So uh, it sounds simple, right? But uh, how many times do you get stressed out and then you're not doing a great job of taking care of yourself? Uh, I know I've fallen into that trap, right? Um, <laughs> Me? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, all right. A unique way, can you give us a unique way that you add value to Nebraska's strength and conditioning program or specifically women's soccer or uh, the teams that you specifically work with? Yeah. Um, so I, like I said, we have 15 um, strength coaches here on staff, three different weight rooms that we utilize. Um, currently the only female on staff. So uh, what um, I would say, what I actually kind of did was um, with the soccer team during this quarantine period, we had a, you know, most like everybody did, we had this period where things were slower, right? Our athletes were sent home due to COVID, the pandemic uh, safety purposes. But um, what I had kind of done is uh, being, you know, newer to the conditioning side, working with soccer and things, how big it is. I had personally, you know, programmed. And then I, myself, I was back home in South Dakota for a bit. So my mom and I, age 56, were out there doing the conditioning that I programmed for the athletes. Wow. So I followed that program the whole quarantine period, just, you know, to see, see how they feel and to make sure that we were on the same page. Um, obviously I'm not, you know, 20, 21 anymore. Um, but I feel like kind of doing the doing the um, programs and the conditioning, things that you give your athletes um, also is, uh, I guess, something that I really enjoy doing. And that way I can tell that I'm doing, you know, doing it uh, and they're doing it at the same time. Yeah, and what a great way to lead by example, like get down in the trenches with them. Cause I know, you know, my, I've heard my girls talk about it before, like, are you sure? Like this, this is a little crazy. Like you might be a little crazy coach. And I'm like, yes. Like I, I would never ask you guys to do something that I've never done. Is it going to be hard? 100%. But also know that when you walked in the other day and you saw me literally looking like I was about to die, it's because I was doing what I'm asking you to do right now. Um, and so yes. it also you know, allows you to build a greater connection with those girls too, because you can say, look, I'm living it. Uh, I'm living it. And my mom is living it. And my mom is <laughs> nowhere near our age. Right. And so that like connection that allows you to build with those kids is it's going to take those relationships even further, build the trust. So then they come back from quarantine and they're probably are like, all right, Katie knows what the hell she's talking about. Like, this is good. <laughs> So I'd be interested if you kind of saw, I'm not saying you had like kids who were problems, but maybe kids who weren't as bought in. Did you see like when you told them, yeah, I, I ran the whole thing with you guys. Did you see any changes in like their behavior or their willingness to buy into everything that you, you say and that you want them to do? Or was it relatively, you know, they're pretty good about it in the first place? 
You know, I did, I did kind of see a switch when I told them that I, when I had told them I was doing it as well, they're like, okay, well, what times did you get? What was your heart rate at? You know, we did, it kind of got competitive a bit, you know, so uh, kind of fun to do that just during quarantine, you know, just keeping all that contact with the athletes. But yeah, no, I've definitely uh, felt more of a buy-in from it. Yeah, that's awesome. Golly, maybe I need to get my <laughs> set my game up and kind of get back in the, uh, the old flow with them. Maybe I need to jump in a workout with them one day and just like start moving some weight and show them that, uh, you know, I haven't lost it yet, but, um, yeah, show them what's up. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So up to this point in your career, what is something that you have accomplished that you're most proud of? Yeah. I mean, I, I would say the, the dream, you know, when I, when I was little, was to be, you know, a strength and conditioning coach. It's, it's always kind of been there, but I think at Nebraska is one of my, you know, biggest things, especially going to Georgetown and then coming back home. Like this is felt like my home. Uh, so I think as up to now, that's probably one of my biggest ones. Awesome. What is something you still need help with? Yeah, so I have, uh, I was supposed to be speaking at an NSCA Nebraska State Conference. It got, can uh, excuse me, canceled and postponed due to COVID. Uh -huh. So um, I guess I've never spoke at one. This is my first podcast. So I, if uh, tips along the way, um, speaking at conference, things like that, if there is any, that would be my help with at this point. Well, shout out to any of the listeners who listened to this episode and can <laughs> offer you some feedback based on your first podcast episode. I think uh, that would be fantastic. Also builds more connections for you. Look at that. Double whammy. Networking. Here we go. Yep. And then last but not least, uh, tell us something that you've learned. Yeah. No, I think the, the, the great thing about this profession is that you're always learning every single day. And I mean, it's not always from people that are older than you. I mean, I learn from my athletes every single day as well. Um, but just keep growing and getting better than, you know, and it's not better than other people. It's better than the person you were the day before. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Be your best and continue to uh, push the limit on that, right? So, yeah. all right, let's do a couple quick questions to wrap up. The first one, a book that has positively shaped you. So when I first got up here uh, to Nebraska, Boyd Epley wrote a book um, called The Golden Age of Strength and Conditioning. Mm -hmm. And I, uh, I think that he wrote, you know, he put it on my desk and what he had, uh, what he had wrote on it is, um, thanks for joining Husker Power. You have a great future ahead, Boyd. So when I think about that book and all of the coaches that came before us and the journey that they've had, and you know they've they've laid that foundation. Um, that book, I mean, Stuart Hart. So one of my mentors and friends, well, one of my internships, I just kind of go back to is he. He first asked me, you know, who do you look up to in the field or who are the people that um, you aspire to be, things like that, you know. And so he made me write a paper on it, all of the people, you know, first on that list, we got Meg Stone, then he got, um, you know, just all the way down the list. But uh, anyways, it's about recognizing like who came before you and what they've done um, to set you up for what you get to do every single day and what you love to do. Yeah, that's, so that's a that's oh, I also, I guess I could share too. So, um, 
I, I worked with at Exos, the Lamaru twins, who were the gold medal uh, Olympians in the 2018 ice hockey uh, Olympics there. And they just wrote a book. It comes out February 24th. Um, it's called Dare to Make History, Chasing a Dream and Fighting for Equality. Um, so you can pre-order it on Amazon, <laughs> throwing that out there. But no, their, their journey is amazing. Uh, I got to see a little piece of it. But uh, that's a good one to look out for, maybe at Christmas present or something yeah that's uh i might have to to jump on that train too i would love i don't know if you would be willing to but to so i don't know again this is you know even more things but so i have my own website right and um i blog i write some things i haven't in a while because i've been trying to focus on my podcast i think uh, it's pretty cool and fun but that's a great idea by Stuart to get you to write about all the people that you look up to and aspire to be a i might steal it or b if you're willing to let me put what you wrote on my website with you as the author that would be super cool um and to let people just know you know again more people in the field get connected hopefully more people would reach out to those that you look up to to learn from them as well but um shout out to I would love to do that. yeah no, i love that. i still have that sheet uh from my internship just you know he made me write it the first it was the first day wow just come on <laughs> That's awesome. Well, shout out to him for that fantastic idea, because that's not something I've ever thought about having an intern do before. So mad props. But OK, question number two, share something interesting about yourself that most people listening don't know. OK, <laughs> <laughs> I uh, so I tore my ACL when I was a uh, freshman at UND. Uh -huh. um, and I think. I think uh, bringing that up just kind of, you know, in this field, it's prevention of injuries, right? And unfortunately, we have too many ACL injuries. I think I got into the profession too to, uh, you know, that's prevent that situation from happening. But I also think athletes or coaches or anyone that's been through it, um, I think it makes you stronger uh, going through that experience. And I think it helps relate to your athletes. Um, you know, but there, you know, there's other kind of injuries that happen, but I think that that's something, I guess, if you wouldn't know, I have the tiniest scar ever. <laughs> uh, technology right now, the, uh, the way that they're able to do those surgeries compared to, you know, back when where like your whole darn knee was cut open. So, um, nice. A call to action for the strength and conditioning profession, something our listeners can do after hearing our conversation today. I think um, the uh, internship period, just just realizing that, you know, being young in the profession, that it, it takes, you know, that kind of experience and reaching out to mentors and networking. And, you know, it's one of those professions that it it's harder to get into, you know, you got to meet those people, but just knowing that you got to put in that work and not only like we talked about the hard work, but it's getting out there and competing for, for what you want that comes next. Yeah. Um, I think that would be the, the biggest call to action. Definitely. And I think too, for the people running the internship to make it a great experience and get people to learn as much as they possibly can. And maybe that's learning that this isn't for them. Right. Cause I mean, Strength and conditioning isn't for everyone, so I 
can definitely agree with you on that. And I love running an internship. I do it every summer. Uh, it's one of my favorite things to do. So uh, you guys have a great internship program up there. I like, see a lot of good things. <laughs> we try. And you always got to make it better every year too, right? Like you can't just keep doing the same thing. So um, hopefully next year we can up the ante just a little bit, but we'll see. Well, Thank you so much. I have enjoyed uh, learning more about you and your experiences. I know I got better today hearing you talk about competing. Uh, I think that's probably one of my favorite parts. Leading by example, finding unique ways to connect with your student athletes, like you doing your um, quarantine running for the youth program for women's soccer. And then the last thing I'm going to do, this is, this is new. Um, you kind of sparked this, but I want to challenge all of our listeners to do what you did and write about the people they look up to in the field or write about their mentors and the people that have had an impact on them. And hopefully people will share it on social media and uh, tag you, tag me, tag the podcast, whatever it may be. But I hope everyone listening, um, you know, also got better hearing the things that we talked about. Where can they go to find out more about you and contact you with any questions? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm on Instagram. Um, Katie Klaprod, I Facebook, Twitter, um, things like that. Email is on the website, um, Husker Power website, if you want to email me as well. But yeah, just the tag name is Katie underscore um, Klaprod. Excellent. I'll put those in the show notes and hopefully people will reach out to you and get connected, even if it's just to say hello and that they appreciated your episode today. So thanks again so much for joining me. I truly enjoyed having you on. Thanks so much, Kaylin. It was great. Thank you for listening to this episode of KC's Conversations. If you have liked what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and leave a review to help continue to accomplish the mission of highlighting female strength and conditioning coaches. 